Hello and welcome, Joseph here. On the show this week, Jesse, Neil, and I each dive into our own personal favorite brewing method. We thought it would be a fun topic for getting back into the swing of things. CoffeeCon Seattle is now official, January 27th and 28th of 2017 at Seattle Center. More details will be coming along, of course. The best way for you to stay up to date is to both listen to this show and sign up to the radio email newsletter. I update you on the show and goings-on with each publication. We will be setting up an email newsletter for CoffeeCon as well, one in which you can learn all about Seattle coffee culture, get insights into what's going on with the show, and probably some extra cool stuff in addition to being up-to-date on ticket information. When that is available, I will let you know for sure. As always, you can stay up-to-date on everything to do with the show at coffeeloversradio.com. Oh, and tell a friend, too. Now, enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. We are your hosts. I'm Joseph with Coffee Lovers Magazine. Sitting here with Jesse with Conduit Coffee. We're at Conduit Coffee. In Conduit Coffee. On Fremont Brewing <laughs> Beer. Yeah, that's right. The brother. We should get them on the show. Oh, no, I'm interurban. Oh, you're on interurban. I'm interurban. Uh-oh. I moved from the 8.5% or whatever it is. Eight and a half percent beer, so they're like five and a half percent beer. It's probably a better. Place. Oh yeah, so this is Neil. 6.2. Neil has joined us again. Hi. Spontaneously walking in at the exact same time. Yep. As we're talking about our favorite brewing method. Neil, what's your favorite our brewing method? Favorite brewing well, method. That's a good question because my favorite brewing method is probably the Kalita, but the one I use the most is the Bonavita Auto Brewer mm. because I can just wake up in the morning and throw it together. And my wife really appreciates that. It makes less of a mess. That makes pretty good coffee, no? It does make yeah. really good coffee. Yeah. I make Keeps that temperature coffee. up. Yeah. I've got a really good grinder. I've got a $200 scale. <laughs> it's a really good... Fancy thing. man that here. That makes those grams higher quality. It is, yeah. 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 Well, you know, grams can be higher quality. Yeah. Units of measurement are better. What are we talking about now? this is coffee lovers radio it is what's your favorite brew method there lover of coffee um chemex is my favorite and there's a very good reason for that i've gone through a number of different methods i've gone through uh, french press which is probably the first thing i brewed at home which i did a lot of um but it's uh as my as my tastes have evolved and my, my interest in tasting coffee have evolved. I generally find the Chemex a little too muddy. Now, there's a method that I mentioned in the last French episode. Press. French press is too muddy. <sighs> I haven't had enough coffee today. Why don't you have any coffee beers in the house? So then I could do both at once. Yeah, where's the conduit coffee beer? Weren't you doing one with somebody? Yeah, we've done a few. Yeah, yeah. they've been really amazing. Yep. Uh, but so the French press, I you know, I find just a little too muddy. Um, I mentioned in the last episode that there's a method where you can kind of... Um, fix that but it's a lot of work uh, French press ends up being kind kind I guess kind of I mean, it's, it's really simple you just put the grounds in there and add the water and then four minutes later you have coffee right and it's a yeah. really great sort of entry level yeah I find grinds. it's more finicky because it's harder to get a good consistent coarse mm. grind it's true than it is to get a good fine grind but from a blade grinder cost of entry is so much easier that's true because you literally just heat water and grind yeah. coffee right well, the lowest cost of entry is just a simple cone pour over. The little Melita thing. Yeah, but one the cup, gooseneck kettle bucks. and a scale. I mean, a yeah. French press is a you lot more flexible. You don't need a gooseneck kettle. You, you do always need, need a swan beak. 
you do need to keep up with having filters and stuff and there's that's true things. that's true but uh, I think that's probably why I ended up getting the French press first because it's one thing you had to copy in the blah well and kind of like the previous episode it's you can picture how it works you yeah know, there's other dynamics and there's things that can go wrong with a pour over that just takes a little bit more effort it's true and so the French press is pretty approachable when you're like well I don't want an auto drip because I live by myself and I just want a cup of coffee in the morning you know and right yeah. Um, it is a pretty good, pretty good dead. Head I love the Chemex because it makes a quantity of coffee in one swoop. So in the morning, I just make one Chemex, and that's like my my go-to, and it's enough coffee to get me going without having to make more and, and go back. Um, I really love Americanos. It's really nice having a gorgeous espresso machine at work uh, and just be able to make it. Top-notch americano. I don't yeah. think I've ever had an americano that I've been like, "Wow, this is amazing." Yeah, every, could, every day as be. well. Like, a, like that cup you have right there, Joseph, is my Love favorite cup. Yeah, and it's little, you know, it's like a little five to six ounce americano, little Italiano, and it opens up espresso. It feels delicious. It's like it's my afternoon. You know, earlier I said that my first thing was a was a uh, Chemex, but it's not true. I bought said Kalita Wave. No, no, but the that's f- his favorite. Earlier last week. Oh yes, I last said week. The, I remember the that. The first Chemex, the first brewing device I ever had was a was a Chemex, and that's not true. My first brewing device was a IKEA French press that I got for a girlfriend because I didn't drink coffee at the time, and she did. So I went and I got an IKEA French press, and I never learned how to use it. And then I got a Chemex somewhat later, mm-hmm. but you know I didn't drink coffee till I was twenty five, so I was weird. Hmm. No, that's about how I was. Now After I'm college, significantly older than twenty-five. Yeah, significantly. <laughs> I was getting lattes in eighth grade. Yeah, yeah. there wasn't even a Starbucks in the city I grew up in until after I graduated from college. So we had no coffee. Hmm. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, French press to AeroPress. They had AeroPress for a while, but they. AeroPress, which I enjoy. I enjoy using that to explore new coffees, mm-hmm. or uh, especially exceptional coffees. But to me, it's a lot of... It's a lot more dialing uh, in. Yeah, it's a lot of work, I guess. Mm-hmm. To me, anyways. I'll have to make them back-to-back. Back. It's that. like pulling a shot of espresso where you do one yeah. to see what it tastes like and then make a little adjustment and, and go back and do it again. And then, uh, but, so the, the one, the thing is, you know, coffee in the morning. I found a lot of the time when I was doing it with the French press and the AeroPress, I would still go to a cafe to get my coffee, which is like, what's the point? I'm, I'm, like, I can make coffee at home. I can make delicious coffee at home. Why am I going blah, blah, blah? Are you spending so much money? You distracted me. I was just correcting your spelling on that one. Mm. You get way too distracted. What? I told you I'm tired. Um... What was that talking about? Uh, so yeah, I, even though I even though I could make amazing, objectively amazing coffees at home, I would still go to go to cafes, and I wouldn't be making coffees at home. And that kind of changed when I got the Chemex. Hmm. Um, hard to explain why. I mean, it's not necessarily less work than like a French press. Certainly easier to clean up. Maybe maybe that's yeah. kind of I what think... it came down to. Although I really love coffee from a Chemex. Yeah, um, I it's think the filter. It's and actually it's... more work, but it's only just enough more work that you have to pay attention to it. I like the process too. I right, mean, I like that the ritual of the of the gimmicks. And, and so you're going to be more likely to do it more, do it better, mm. because you have to pay attention to it. 
Again, with the Chemex, you're just, or French press, you're just throwing stuff together. But what, mm, yeah. You know? And then that's why, so the reason I like the Kalita as my favorite brewing device is it's two parts. So I take the top part off and then I just have the bottom part to brew up to mm -hmm. serve out of, and it works better for me. I, um, I reckon that I'm probably going to get into the Kalita soon. I've been wanting to, uh, I've been wanting to try it out. Um, I just haven't gotten one yet. I mean, I've had coffee off the wave. I've had some really amazing coffees off the Kalita wave. Mm -hmm. um, and it looks like something I would, oh, that smells good. Squirrel! <laughs> it looks like something I would really enjoy. Uh, but so I, I mean, I've landed on, on the Chemex right now. Interesting you mentioned the uh, Americano earlier, because I just realized that's something I could do easily. Because I have uh, the Nomad at home, which I only use occasionally. Right. I don't. I don't make my morning coffee on the Nomad often because I want to sit and drink a mug, and just an espresso is going to go away really fast. Even even the recipe on the box of the Americano or <laughs> the Americano of the Aeropress <laughs> is sort of for an Americano. Okay, so I feel like this is totally derailed. We had we to just, stop because of the thing. We weren't derailed. We're, we're starting at um, we're, we're starting at Act Three. This is a, a postmodern podcast. That's right. Uh, well, I, I started at Act Three and then I went back to one and two, and now we're back to three again because we're on my favorite brew method, which is the Chemex. And yours is the Chemex. Mine is the Chemex. Can I, can I tell Why you? is yours the Chemex? I already said. Why is yours not the Chemex? I'll tell you why mine is my, not the Chemex. I can tell you why mine is the Chemex. I don't think you said. Yeah. Well, it makes a really nice cup of coffee and it makes like enough volume yeah. oh, right. that yeah. I can take with me. You like the volume. See ya. I'm using a three cup right now. Okay. That's small. Yeah. So I make yeah. one mug, basically. Yeah. I make about 20 ounces. And so. it's delicious. Mm-hmm. It is. I really love sitting on the roof with a nice full Chemex and watch the sunrise. Ah, see, I'm old. I can't drink that much coffee at one time anymore. I go like four ounces at a time. <laughs> um, That's why you, you, you like your little wave. Yep. I love my little mini wave. wave no, little well, 10 I've, got gram the, mini wave. I've got the 185 one. I have a bunch of those too. Um, the thing I like about the Kalitas really is the filter. It's thinner. And so you get a lot more through it, where I think the Chemex filters are so thick that they absorb a lot more. That That's true. Actually, there's even a, a cholesterol, <coughs> excuse me, that um, that coffee has in it. That, yeah, yeah. That the Chemex filters and, filter out. And that oh, that's interesting. Flavor is you get flavor from that. You get body from that, and I think you get a lot more of that fullness. Yeah. Well, we did that competition at Royal Drummer and it was a brewing competition and it was the Kalita Wave. It was on the Seraphim. Right. The Curtis Seraphim, amazing brewer. Thank you, Curtis. Thank you, Curtis. They, and it was the, and it was a Chemex setting versus, you know, it was basically a Chemex filter and the Kalita filter, or Kalita Wave. And they, uh, it was interesting tasting those side by side with the same coffees. Mm -hmm. And some recipes were better and I think that some coffees were better uh, for each brew method. I mean, that's the other thing too, is right. what's going to taste good through this brew method. And to me, the Kalita wave was better for the sweeter coffees that just had a little bit more body left in it. And it was, you know, more rounded and more fruitful, whereas the right. Chemex would really clean things up. And so depending on the coffee and the roast profile, 
they right. they taste <clears throat> they taste it better. I'm choking on coffee. What do we think of some of the other brewing methods, or do we did have you discovered discussed that recently already? I love a mocha pot. I really love a mocha pot. Those are fun. They are fun. I've been wanting to get one of the... um, They have a a couple other versions that have more um, pressure valves in them or something like that. There's the classic Mm -hmm. mocha pot. Then they have have two other ones that have different pressure valves up top that give you more of a crema. Interesting. I think closer to an an actual espresso. Yeah. Um, But I haven't had a chance to fiddle with them. When I decided to start conduit... Mm-hmm. I was making a mocha pot in Sicily with the wood oven. And that was really fun. It's like a 45 minute cup of coffee. Classic. Very, very classic. Um, my favorite, my previous favorite brewing device was a clever. I love the clever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, like a, a pour over with a valve at the bottom so you can brew it on the counter and let it sit there as long as you want. And then you put it on top of the cup. Yeah. And it gives you. It gives you hook. really loud music that you can play. <laughs> but, uh, and it's really good because you can control the variables a lot more. I've competed, I've competed that way. In fact, I did the U.S. <laughs> Brewers Cup with Clevers. Anyway, I remember that. First year, fourth place. Nice. I was the first competitor to ever compete in the U.S. Brewers Cup. We, yeah. um, be I'm not going to cut off yet. Um. There's a there's a particular way I do my Chemex that I know you don't do it this way. It's mostly with the uh, it's mostly with the bloom. I don't really do a bloom. I do a pre-soak. What's the bloom? of grounds? What's, What's the, the bloom? bloom? Don't you know what the bloom is, Neil? It's a flower, Gosh, right? jeez. Uh, it's a brewing device, right? <laughs> the bloom. Yeah. Yeah. Discussion. <laughs> um, so the bloom being when you add at the in pour over methods, pretty much. Although some people do this in other methods too. Well, pre infusion could be considered a bloom and stuff like yeah. that as well. I mean, the bloom is where you put water in the coffee first, but not enough to actually start extracting the coffee and filtering yeah. it through. Well, you, you are just, technically still. Extracting. Well, you're starting yeah. the extraction process, but you're not letting necessarily the water go through it as fast. So the you're not actually removing. That's it's brewing, but not. The idea is to release yet. gases. Yeah. Before you do a full and brew. get everything. Well, and they wet call at the it a bloom time. because when you do it the classic way, the mound. Yeah, because what you're doing is you're adding yes. water, you're adding water, liquid to the coffee and having it all expand so that the coffee is more readily able to get to the center of the ground. Yes. Yeah. And it will extract it. Helps with the consistency. Yeah. So, however, I feel like we do the same same thing. I do right. I do one to one and then I stir. Yeah. So I, I try custom, to, that's why I have custom stir sticks made. That's what you do now? Okay. That, Scott Rayo says that the bloom is useless because 99% of extraction happens as soon as extraction potential happens as soon as the water hits the It's true. So there's different elements of the bloom I think that he's missing out on though. I think, yeah. I think the element of necessarily like removing the gases may or may not make a difference. I think a longer bloom with real fresh coffee does help with some of that. It also really makes it consistent so you can stir it and make sure that the grounds are getting wet with a minimum amount of water so you're not actually starting the, the, the yeah. filter process yet. Doing that versus not doing that, I always find the cup is um, has just a lot more notable flavor. More vibrant, I guess? Yeah. It's also more a little clear. bit more agitation going on in there. So, you know, That's you're, true. You're, 
I don't do a I don't do a stir. I do a bloom. I don't do a stir. I just do a two to one and no stir mm. um, because I find the stir adds a certain amount of vegetation that is less repeatable. Mm. Yeah. And for me, consistency is key. I do three little stirs at the end when I'm done with my final pour. That's I, nice. I, I do a little dance and then I have a poem that I say. What's your poem? Can you say it to us on the air? No, it's at home and it's a secret. My name is Joseph, and I and I all, like chemics a day. And I like all the things. <laughs> it makes me all gives me a sense of, of humor, and I can take a joke. All <laughs> the jokes. Oh, the jokes! All of them. So, what's your favorite brew method? Let us know. Why do you have a timer going? Because it's fifteen back to work. On Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, no. Let us know your favorite brew method. Joseph at coffeeloversmag.com. Send it. Let us know. We'll uh, shout you out on a future episode. You have been listening to Coffee Lovers Radio. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Support the producers. Check out Coffee Lovers Magazine at coffeeloversmag.com and download our app. Also get yourself some fantastic coffee from Conduit Coffee at conduitcoffee.com.